0: I was in business. I used to travel a lot and get frequent flyer miles and so um, one time I saved up enough frequent flyer miles for uh, us to go to fly up to uh, Seattle to go uh, to this place. This is the view from the cabin that we were at, okay? And it was at a very stressful time in my life. We were um, doing uh, an addition on our home and uh, it was a very stressful time at work and so the thought of going there was just very very appealing to me and so um we we got the kids ready i don't know if you've ever traveled with small children don't (laughs) okay just leave them at home or do whatever or don't go but it's it's just crazy they all they you know, you pack all their stuff, and then they have a big thing they want to bring on the plane. You know, they want to bring every toy they've ever owned to to, to play with it on the plane. It's like you can't ride your bike on the plane, okay? They don't let you do that. But so they pack it all up. It's very stressful. You got all these things. They they were too young to really help carry anything. So all all they did was just have more luggage, and then you know, and so, uh, um, so we get to the airport, and it is packed. Oh, here's some crab legs that we got at that Puget Sound place. Yeah, really nice. Okay, anyway, um, so here's LAX. Uh, uh, that, that is, uh, I'm the one, no, I, this isn't, a, I didn't take this picture. But when we got to LAX, that's what it felt like. And so we got in line uh, to be probed and, you know, we, we, we're all just kind of, we have everything together. And I start looking at my clock, I'm on my watch, and I'm like, I don't think we're going to make the flight. Now, typically, I'm just a very calm person. And, um, but as, as the flight time, the boarding time got closer, and that line didn't get closer, I started getting like, really perturbed. So, like, I didn't want to talk to any, like Even when my kids are like, I love you, Daddy. I'm like, love me tomorrow. Be quiet. I'm trying to get us through, you know, TSA or whatever. And uh, and so it's getting closer, closer, closer. I'm like, well, we're going to miss our flight. So I start thinking, plan B, there's no other flight to, to go. It's going to be the next day. And so uh, we're going, going, going. And all, all of a sudden, they said, it's closed. You can't go on. So, so I... So just to review, um, this is where I wanted to be, and this is where I was, okay? Just in case we missed, wannabe was, okay? So I'm not handling this very well. I don't know if you remember me handling it well or not, but um, <laughs> I remember me not handling it very well. And so uh, we get in the car, and we drive back home, and, uh, and I'm just thinking, I, I lo- wannabe? was wannabe okay that's where i wanted to be and so i'm driving on the freeway thinking to myself this is not fair and i you know it was the government's fault but you know it was 9 11 now you know you can't get on a plane anymore i had all the people i'm blaming you know i'm i you know Why did the kids have to pack that G.I. Joe with a Kung Fu grip or whatever? You know, it's like, it's like I, I just wanted someone to blame. And so I'm angry and we pull in and we grab all our luggage and I open the front door and the whole house smells like gas. Our, uh, the guy who was building the addition, uh, was working on the gas line, didn't cap it off and he turned the gas back on. Had we not missed our flight... He wasn't coming back for another two days. Our house was all locked up as tight as a drum, like you do when you're going on vacation, right and it was all and it was filled with gas, so I, I went, turned off the gas we let it we let it air out and whatever but now, my whole attitude about missing the flight changed because i've I believe God saved my house like. Like, if, God, if there's ever a reason for God to make you miss your flight, that ranks up pretty high, okay? And so, so the only thing that had changed was my perspective. I still was going to be a day late to vacation. I was going to miss all that. I, was still, I still had to drive to the airport, back, and then to the airport, and, uh, you know, back again. All, all that kind of stuff. But, but all of a sudden, I was like, open my eyes to, wow. My house could have exploded if we had not come home, okay? Now, what we're going to talk about this morning is uh, not uh, LAX. We're going to talk about um, this. Repent, for the kingdom of God is in your midst. We talked about this, that that word, that Greek word for repent, metanoia, is to change the way you think, okay? So it, it could be written this way. Change the way you've been thinking, a life of Intimacy and interaction with God is now in your midst. What what we're going to see this morning, hopefully, and we're going to do things a little bit different this morning, but uh, what we're going to see this morning is that I actually could have had that attitude the whole time, even while I was in line, even though even right before missing the flight, even you know, driving back with my tail between my LAX legs, trying to get back to home. The whole time, I could have had the attitude I had when I realized the house was filled with gas. If I had just changed the way I was thinking, if I invited the kingdom of God into that situation. What, what we've been saying is this, allowing God to be God in everything. That's what we've been talking about week after week. Well, this morning, what we're going to talk about is... um Something that Jesus brings up in his Sermon on the Mount. Remember last week we talked about uh, money. We talked about wealth. You can't serve both God and wealth. It's, it's, impossib- it's an impossibility. At another point, Jesus says you're going to hate one and love the other or love one and hate the other. That if you're focused on money, about accumulating wealth, either using it to spend or using it to save, if that becomes kind of one of your things, you're going to edge out God. And so he, he, he says you cannot have it both ways. You either have wealth or you have, uh, uh, or God. You can't, you can't do both, okay? Now you can have wealth, you just can't serve it, okay? So it's just, it's, it's, if you make lots of money, that's fine. But it, it, once it becomes the thing that you rely on, you're going to edge out God. So Jesus mentions that, and then he goes into um, Matthew six twenty five. He says you can't serve God in wealth therefore I tell you and kind of a funny little pastor thing you've probably heard them say it when you see therefore you have to look and see what it's there for like you look behind it's really dumb uh, but I can't help but say it every time so uh, but Jesus is saying therefore like because you can't serve God in wealth here's what I'm telling you to do he says therefore do not worry about your life now that is so much easier said than done. Like, and, and I know a lot of our stories. You know, I know what you're going through a, a, a lot of ways. And, and, and it's really serious stuff. I know about the financial needs and about uh, health issues and about relationship issues. And Jesus says, don't worry about your life. He says, what you'll eat or drink, about your body, what you'll wear. Then he asks this. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Here's here's where Jesus is going to, what Jesus is trying to do, and we'll see this as the verses uh, come in a little bit. He's trying to redirect your attention from the kingdom that you're living in now, the kingdom of me, the kingdom of, 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 you know, going to work and all that, and he's trying to get you to focus on the kingdom of God. We, we still have to live, we still have to clothe ourselves, we still have to work, we go to school, we, we have to do reports, we have to do all this kind of stuff. But what he's trying to get us, really to ask the question, why, why are you here? What is your life really all about? He asks the question, and you will see this, in every verse he's asking some type of question, trying to get the listeners to, to think about that. And we're going to spend some time, like I said, this is going to be a little different morning. We're going to spend a little more time of just kind of pondering some of these verses than we than we typically do. He says, is life not, uh, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? I guess we'd a- a- answer it this way. Is not life more than your 401k or retirement? Isn't life more than just worrying about your kids? Isn't life more than you know, thinking about layoffs if they're coming? Isn't life more than thinking about your health? Isn't life more than that? What is, what is life? What's life all about? So he's getting us to think about that, and then he goes on, and this is just so great. He says, look at the birds of the air. Now, I've preached out of this section of scripture before, and I, I'm going to say it again. You know, so I use the PowerPoint, you know, and and I think Jesus used, like, PowerPoint. I think he created birds, and they flew over, like, right at that time. Like, I think he just kind of, like, swiped his hand on, like, a bunch of birds. And look at the birds of the air, and there they go. We're, oh, or, you know, whatever. It's like, well, I don't know what that was, but... Uh, but, but he says, look at the birds of the air. Now, now, here's the brilliant thing about Jesus. Jesus wants us to get this very badly. He wants us to get the idea, as crazy as it may seem, that you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about your finances. You don't have to worry about your relationships. You don't have to worry about your house. You don't have to worry about your kids. You don't have to worry about anything. And what he does is he takes birds as an example. And birds is such a brilliant example. This morning I was in my office. I had the shades up and I looked, I could look out my window and in, in like two minutes I counted 50 birds um, like fly, now that might've been the same birds just flying back and forth. I have no idea, but, but I, I was just like two, four, six, you know, then a big flock came, you know, and, and, and I was like, oh man, that's probably like 15 or 20 of them, you know, but 50 birds. Like Jesus uses an example that you're gonna see every single day. As a matter of fact, if we just kind of huddled up and I said, let's go hit the parking lot, within 15 seconds, we would see a bird, It's like Jesus uses this thing of of every time you see a bird, I want you to remember you don't have to worry. And so he says, look at the birds of the air. And he goes on, he explains it. He says, they don't sow or reap or store and weigh in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Answer the question. Aren't you valuable to your heavenly father? Doesn't he love you? Now, now here's the thing. We're going to see this in a little bit. But if you could walk away today with just two things, your heavenly father loves you and he knows what you're going through. He loves you and he knows what you're going through. Now, you might say to yourself, well, if he knows what I'm going through, how come he doesn't change it? Right? Well, that's between you and him. I don't know. But I'm just telling you, he loves you very much and he knows what you're going through. He knows what you're worried about, and so he chooses birds of the air. And you know, you notice he says they don't sow or reap, but they do work. Like they do build nests, and they do, and, and so it, it, it's okay. You know, you think to yourself, "Well, am I supposed to just sit and do nothing?" No, he's saying, "Keep working, keep doing the, the best you can. Be productive, be responsible, all this kind of stuff. Just don't worry. Be productive, but don't worry." Okay, and so he says, um, you're, "Are you not much more valuable than they?" And then he goes on. And he asked another question. Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Like, 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 does worry work? Like, does it even accomplish anything? Now, maybe it gives us ulcers or whatever, you know, however, you know, we get that, we get high blood pressure, we get all these things, you know, we get we can't sleep at night because we're worrying. You ever wake up in the middle of the night and you're just like... You, you, you just can't go back to sleep because you're worried about something? Worry doesn't accomplish anything. Your heavenly father loves you and he knows what you're going through. He And worry doesn't work. He goes on. He says, and why do you worry about clothes? Well, because I don't want to walk around naked. Uh, see how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. You know, Jesus reaches back 900 years and talks about Solomon, and Solomon was basically the wisest man that ever lived, Um, and he, uh, when he was very young, he was given the kingdom to rule. He was given Israel to rule, and um, God said you could ask for anything, you know, kind of like genie in the bottle type of thing, and you know, you just, you you know, I don't know why he didn't ask for more wishes, but anyway, he didn't. He asked for wisdom, and that really was kind of, really got to God's heart like he asked for wisdom and so he he made sure that he was wealthy and he kind of took took care of them and so Solomon when when they would when Jesus would bring up Solomon they all thought would think about the temple because Solomon built the temple and they think about the glory days of Israel when other kings would come and ask Solomon for advice and all this kind of stuff but then they'd also know this Solomon's reign ended horribly His son took over and basically the kingdom got divided because Solomon worried. He worried about, he overused people and and because he wanted to build the kingdom, build his own kingdom, build his own kingdom. He had all these wives that he would have peace treaties with other nations and marry um, their uh, uh, daughters and all that kind of stuff to keep peace. He was worried about that. Jesus reaches back 900 years, and he goes, Solomon, when it was at its best, when Israel was at its best, I mean, there was just silver everywhere. Everybody thought Israel was awesome. The temple was there, all that. That does not compare to what a flower looks like. Now, again, Jesus uses something we could all get together right now, walk around the property, and look at all sorts of flowers. What he's trying to get you and I to see is that every single day, there is reminders out there that you don't have to worry. But How am I going to get into this college? You don't have to worry about that. You just have to do the best you can. Well, how, how are we going to, we need a new car. How are we going to afford a new car? You don't have to worry about that. Well, what do I do about this relationship? What if he, what if, you know, what if Adjua leaves and, and, and goes to Santa Cruz and, and then we don't have a worship leader? I don't have to worry about that. I do worry about it, but I don't have to. <laughs> right? But all these things that seem like, well, boy, what are we going to do about this? And what are we going to do about that? Again, we know each other's stories, so we know what, what's going on. Look at the birds of the air. Look at the flowers of the field. God Loves you and he knows. Ooh, sorry. And he's angry. Uh, He says this If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown in the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Don't you understand how much he loves you? Do you really understand how much he loves you? And he goes on. He says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What should we wear? He says, so "The pagans run after all this kind of stuff." Now, he uses this term pagans, and and so you might be new to church, or you know, you're just visiting, or whatever. You're not sure about the Bible, you're not sure about God, or whatever. Um, uh, this word pagans is just the idea that they're worshiping gods that don't work. It's not. It's not going to work. That's why they chase after all this. And Jesus is getting trying to. Get down to their level to go, listen, you have a God that works. You have Yahweh. You have your heavenly father who loves you and knows what's going on. Don't act like he doesn't love you. Don't act like he doesn't know. He's like the pagans do that. They would would worship gods that would get angry. You know, you had to please them and do all this kind of stuff. We have a God, Jesus is saying, my heavenly father loves you, takes care of you. He says the pagans ran, run after all these. Here we go. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. Here's, here's what I, I, I want you to do. Just, if you can, just think about something that's been on your mind that you've been worrying about. You know, whatever, finances, relationships, whatever. Just think about that. Okay? You got it in your mind? And just say out loud, He knows. he knows. Yeah, but I, I, he knows. Now watch, how do we do this? How do we get, because it's so easy to just say, don't worry about it, right? I mean, I can stand up here, and I'm not going through your thing. I'm not worried about your kids, and I'm not worried about your retirement. So it's easy for me to just go, hey, don't worry about it. You know, you'll be fine. But how do we do that? Well, Jesus didn't leave us hanging, he didn't say, just don't worry about it, and if you worry about it, it's sin, and you know, you get over it, and all this kind of stuff. He didn't say that. He actually gave us something to do that we can exchange worry for something else. Jesus actually gave us um, a, a remedy for worry, if you will. Like, because worry takes a lot of energy, and it it, it drains us, and we can keep, like I said, it can keep us up, and so, so what do we, we just can't not worry, and Jesus says, I'm going to have you replace worry for something else. Here's what he says. He says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Instead of worrying, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. I just want to take this down as practical as I possibly can get it. The people I see that I want to emulate, the people in my life, where I look at their relationship with Jesus and I go, man, that, that is, that's who I want to be. Okay, kind of my, my heroes in, in, in the faith. They all have one thing in common, and that is a daily time with God. Now, if you've been a Christian for a long time, you know, we call that a quiet time or, or whatever. But, but I, I want to go deeper than just, just having a quiet time. I, I, I want to be really specific to, to be able to start your day with this. God, help me see your kingdom throughout the day. And, and so, so um, you know, some people have this time with God at night. Um, some people have this time with God in the morning, uh, the morning helps because you're starting your day off, but it would look something like this. You get alone, you get away and you, you actually treat God as though he's there, that he's real. And maybe it looks something like this. You, maybe you read your Bible for a bit and you just kind of let the words of the Bible just kind of wash over you and get inside your mind. And then you just start this conversation. Heavenly father, you know what my day looks like today. You know that I'm probably going to get frustrated on my way to work in traffic. Can you show me how you want me to handle that situation while I'm in traffic? Show me what part of the kingdom is in traffic. (laughs) Help me see that. Help Help me see what you would want to do in my life. Help me be somebody who can handle traffic well. I can be a flourishing member of your kingdom. Lord, you know I'm going to get to work and Joe's going to be there, you know. Lord, you know how I'm struggling with Joe. I, don't, I, I, don't, I hope there's no Joes here. Um, uh, how I'm struggling with Joe. Lord, help me be the kind of person that, 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 I, that the kingdom of God just manifests itself in my life where I can just be patient with Joe. Or give me an opportunity to bless him. Lord, you know our finances are tight right now. And, and, and I've been asking for a raise and all this kind of stuff. Lord, help me to... You see what I'm saying? This word, seek, first... It's seek in order to find. It's a very specific word. It's not just seek first, like, oh, well, you know, look around. It's, it's where can I find the kingdom today? And, and so you might end your time with, like, Lord, thank you for letting me be part of your kingdom. This, I, I just, just help, help, help me to, to, to just be a warrior in your kingdom or whatever, you know, however you want to kind of think. But you're identifying, Lord, I want to see you in all these different spaces and maybe as you're worrying about stuff you know you think about oh how are my kids going to get through college god help me be the kind of man or the kind of woman that can handle that i would come out of this knowing i made it going back to my thing imagine if i were the kind of person who misses their flight and drives home and goes you know what we missed our flight i don't know why but kids the lord is just Got something better for us. I don't know what it is. It's a bummer, but we just have to. We just have to try to see His kingdom in in some of this. I could have. <laughs> I could have. We could have opened the door, and there had been no gas, and we just go, well, you know what? This is exactly what Jesus is saying. He's saying, look at the birds of the air. They're not thinking about stuff like that. They're not thinking. Okay, tomorrow's going to be a big day. You know, we need to fly over there and make sure you get there early because that's who gets the worm. And then what we'll do is we'll get some twigs and then we'll get it. And, oh, no, do we get enough twigs? Where are we going to get? What if? What if that crow takes all our twigs? Oh man, we got to go. Make sure we, you know, cover up all our twigs. They don't do any of that. Jesus is saying, do you know what? You can be that, even right now in your circumstances. So He says. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All these things will be given to you as well. And then he goes back again. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. And he says this, each day has enough trouble of its own. Is that not the truth? It's like every day, If it, let me put it this way. If you're trying to not worry, like you think that your circumstances, if they change, it'll get rid of worry. You, you, you are just going to be sorely disappointed. There's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. And Jesus says, guess what? You don't have to worry about it. You have a heavenly Father that loves you, that values you, and who knows what you're going through. I want to read one other section of scripture, and then we're going to take some time. I I didn't put it in the slides, but I just want to get you to the heart of Paul. Um, uh, Last week we we looked at um jesus's sermon then we jumped to philippians to look at what paul was writing and we're going to do the same thing this week we have jesus's sermon then we're going to jump to philippians because paul says this really uh, n- uh has a really neat way of saying don't don't worry about stuff here's what he says he starts out it's philippians 4 4 and i, I don't have it up there you can You know, if you have a mobile device, it has a Bible. But if not, just listen to this. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. Right? Which sounds crazy. Like, so he says it again. (laughs) He says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Like, it sounds bizarre. But that in every situation you face, you can find a place to rejoice. That your Heavenly Father values you, loves you, and, and knows what's going on. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. In other words, as you're going through those things, you're not freaking out. Like, as you're going through the same economy as everyone else, you're not freaking out. As you're going through those relationship things that a lot of people go through, you're not freaking out. As you're raising your kids, you're not freaking out. As the layoffs come and they're about ready to make a change, everyone's you know trying to... Be the one that doesn't get laid off, and you're not freaking out. He says, Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. <laughs> he knows. He says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, every single situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And then he has this wonderful promise. The promise isn't that your circumstances will change. Uh, That would be nice, okay? But like I said, even when we have our circumstances change, uh, oftentimes we're still worried about something else. You know, you get the raise that you think was going to change everything, and now you're worried about keeping your job, because if you lose it, now you're really losing something. He doesn't say your circumstances are going to change. He says the peace of God, which doesn't even make any sense or transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? Where does it all start? It all starts with replacing anxiety with time with the Lord. Prayer and petition. And, and here's one of the things. You know, you got the cards this morning. Uh, hopefully each one got a, you got a little card. One, um, one of those things is to spend that time with the Lord. And I, I, I don't make too many guarantees, but I can almost guarantee you that if you spend this week Waking up early and spending just a little bit of time with the Lord. And you talk about, Lord, how can I be a part of your kingdom today? Um, And you're going through your thing. I, I think you'll worry less. It's probably the most practical thing you can possibly do. Is just spend that time every morning with God.